On today's first round KO, we talk about Manny Machado signing with the San Diego Padres. We talk about Bryce Harper very close to signing with the Philadelphia Phillies. We talk about the NBA proposed rule change for the uh, NBA draft. Then we talk about Antonio Brown and where we think he might go. And we also talk about the Robert Kraft uh, scandal, we'll call it. Let's get it. One day to call my mama to remind her we ain't bro. I'm on the move with it. They all watching like what he do with it. It's a night I'm on the move with it. They all watching like what he do with it. Look at him go, look at him go. Welcome to the most must-hear WSUW sports podcast in history. Welcome to First Round KO. I am your host, KO, a.k.a. Howard J. Dingers. Finally better. And alive. And alive. Thank God. And I'm joined, as always, by Mr. Connor J.D. Moore. Still alive, but barely breathing. <laughs> Who makes that song? Oh, that's a good Who question. Who makes that song? Because literally, that's the first line of the song. Goes, Still breathing. alive, but I'm barely breathing. Who makes... Is that Train? No, no, it's not train. That's who popped into my head first, too, actually. <laughs> That's kind of funny. I don't even know. Do, okay, if you're listening to this, and there's a one person who I know for a fact list who's listening, and she is studying overseas oh. in uh, Ireland? <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> I don't, she's been everywhere. It'd the be last dope couple if weeks. it was Ireland. I love Ireland. I want to go to Ireland. I'm pretty sure she is in Ireland, but the last couple weekends, she's been traveling to like different places. Like a couple weekends ago, she was in an Edinburgh. Dope. England. Um, so anyways, I know that I know that at least she's listening. And would probably know. But if any one of you know what song that is, please, for the love of all that's sacred and holy, can someone text us or tweet us? One of us. That's gonna that's gonna you know what? Google. It's playing in my head right now and I'm like right. right at the court. Whatever. Is that dashboard confessional? I honestly couldn't tell you. I'm, gonna I'm terrible with song titles. I, I got it still. Okay, well, while you're doing that, wow. I have two little uh, anecdote stories for us before we get going. Sort of so, the, well, the actually a couple. It's we have the a script. It is the script. Oh, yeah, because I'm, I'm falling to pieces. Yep, yep. <laughs> How could I forget that iconic? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we have a couple things to talk about. Actually, okay, so first we'll talk about the podcast in general. So. We're alive, thank we're you. We're alive. <laughs> Apologize, apologies for last week. Uh, we planned on a Wednesday recording. Yep. I was too sick. So we pushed it to Thursday. Too sick. Still too, too sick. Friday, no time. Yeah, I think, yeah, that was. Timing was just bad because yeah. I worked and I had, class. And, and I had the DJ thing. Exactly. So I don't even think bops We didn't even do night. bops. Yeah, it's it's been a crazy week. I didn't even do three count this week, <laughs> which another story coming up in a second. Uh, and then we planned on saturday again no time wait what was that one? Oh wait see i could have done it saturday i could have too but me and laura were hanging out and i worked this morning fair enough so yeah. like it was it would have been way too late of a night mm -hmm. so we pushed it back to sunday so now starting this week and th this week specifically to make up for last week we're going to be doing three episodes again 
but in a different format. So early in the week, Sunday, Monday, whenever we record, because it's usually one of those two days, mm-hmm. we will do a normal normal show, just the news, whatever whatever's happening. Well, what's well, when's this one gonna be released? Today, whenever today. I okay. put it up. Yeah, Sunday. It'll be up late today. All right. You'll be listening Sunday afternoon. Um, Wednesday, a show will be released. I don't know if we'll record Tuesday or record Wednesday. It depends. But a show, it depends. But, on, but, but, a sh- but a show is for sure released. A Wednesday. show will be released on Wednesdays, okay. whether it's in the morning or at night, and that will be a wrestling show. We're gonna go back to our original. Not a, kind of original. Original idea of Wrestling Wednesdays, because... Yeah, that takes it back to about August, September right. of 2018. My my scheduling conflicts have created uh, issues with the whole three-count review series. So we're going to morph it into the podcast and do Raw and SmackDown reviews on the podcast, which I will most likely also upload to YouTube. Um, but yeah, so that's... And then, and then, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, one of those days later in the week, we will do a third episode of news. So it'll basically be our what we were going to do with two episodes. Just we're going to throw a wrestling show in the middle there. So that's just the update. Ba- it with just that. basically just sounds, so basically it's just uh, three count m- just moved to the podcast. That's Pretty much. It. Yeah. So it's literally two things of first round KO. Mm-hmm. And but we'll probably a, also do thing. we'll probably also like incorporate all the wrestling news from the week into that episode. We'll just make that a wrestling show. Right. And we'll all the news that we know of up to that point. Right. I mean, and we'll do, Lord. Predi- we'll do predictions right. on that one. I was going to say, because Lord knows news could break at the end of the week, too. I know. We'll just have to – I'll have to actually start keeping tabs. and. Or we could just throw that at the end of, like, the actual, like, quote-unquote right. news we, one. Yeah, if, like it's how big, we usually, if it's big enough, we right. can. Yeah. You know, because how we usually put wrestling at, like, right. the, the end of that um, episode. So, yeah, that's the whole podcast format story. Uh, like I said, three count is no more. Um, and again, scheduling conflicts. I just haven't been able to do any YouTube things and I don't know if I'm going to be able to this semester just with how busy things have been. I have a female in my life now, (laughs) which requires a lot of time (laughs) as, as some of you may know, she doesn't listen, so it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) You praise that. Um, <laughs> like I've never known a female in my life. Before. Oh, this is, this is like, what's a female? I don't know what a female oh, is. What is this other oh other my, gender? Oh my goodness. Know. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one episode she listens to. Right? It will be. It will be. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm just gonna get a random. Yeah, it's whatever. Um. <laughs> oh, so you don't know how a female is? <laughs> Laura. Ooh. Anyway. Wow. Um, but yeah, so probably not a lot of YouTube projects uh until you know, I'm gonna wanna do stuff in the summer, but we'll get to that when we cross that bridge. Um once my well March is about to be a very dead month for me, most yeah. likely. So I mean I'll have time to finally go through with my little creative project that I wanna that I there you go. that I told you that I told you and Laura about. The honest thing. Yes. That'll be a little tease. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that'll be cool. Uh, but, yeah, so keep uh, – that. that's our new schedule. Keep a lookout for all of that fun stuff. But for the record, this sucker is going on, like, once, like not, like, right as we're done recording, but in some point in the next few hours after. Yes. 
All right, good, because I have to let – because a few people are texting me like, where the hell were you guys? I, I was like, sorry. That's why I, was I, like, I was like, one's been on his deathbed, and the other <laughs> one might as well have been. I probably should have tweeted earlier in the week about it, but it's whatever. Okay, so. So. <laughs> what? Well, um, Dustin, shout out to Dustin. I don't know if you're listening to this one, but he just messaged me, oh, and he guessed the jerseys. So, who, if you haven't been paying attention to our Twitter account, I at work this morning. This will. I have two stories. Yeah. The first one will bleed into the second one. So, I bought two jerseys at work this morning because mm-hmm. I went jersey shopping for my brother for his birthday. Mm-hmm. So I was on there and I figured, why not? Uh, why not get one or why not get a couple for myself? Okay. So, I bought some for myself, and after I bought them, I realized that there was. A couple similarities between the two jerseys. So, I made a game out of it on Twitter. I put it on Instagram. So, Connor, I think you've saw, seen this, but I'll give you 30 seconds or right, a so, minute to ask questions, and we'll see if you can figure it out. Okay, so what are what are the things so, again? Like, I'll, I'll read the tweet word, word okay. for word. I just ordered two jerseys. Yeah. Each jersey, number one. No, like, the number is The just number one. is one. I thought oh, I thought it meant like the number one was like in it. Right. No. But each just, jersey is, is just the, the number, number one. one. Okay. Each jersey is blue. Each jersey is blue. Neither player plays for that team anymore. What the fuck? That narrows it down to so many. There's more. One player still plays, but on another team. With, with the same number? No. Okay. But one, or but the other player is retired. What sport? One of them is football. One of them is basketball. The fuck is number one is in football? Kickers? Vinatieri? Vinatieri's not no, number he's not one. Retired. Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> so one's in football, one's in basketball? One's in football, one's in basketball. Derrick Rose? No. I would not buy a Derrick Rose. I'd like Derrick Rose, but I would not get a Derrick Rose. Your loss. Um, one's in football. Yep. And they're the color blue. Yep. Who's you're you're kind of on the right track with Adam Vinatieri there. Uh, who's the other one? Uh, the the uh, Stephen Goskowski? Nope. Uh, remember, remember. Steve Weatherford. One plays for a different team, and one of them is retired. Steve Weatherford. No, I don't know who that is. To be Old honest, punter for the Giants. Nope. One, you're getting getting warmer though. I'm getting. It's a punter. Yeah. Come on. The football player is supposed to be the easy one for me. <laughs> Think about who I love in sports. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you have – oh, wow, your time is running. What's his name? Oh, what's his name? Uh, Pat McAfee. Yes, that's the football jersey. That's a shot. You don't have one of his? I names? know, right? <laughs> oh, there's the timer. All right. So one Pat, last hint. So Pat McAfee was one. Okay. The other jersey is a basketball jersey, yeah. and I can read through the qualifications again. Okay. It's a basketball jersey. Basketball jersey. College basketball. College basketball. Yes. Oh, why didn't you just say that? Number one, blue, doesn't play for the team anymore. Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Damn. All right. <laughs> All right. You got me. <laughs> yes. Pat McAfee and Kyrie Irving. I uh, thought you were just going to get a generic blue one, too. Because you said it didn't matter if it was Kyrie, Zion, Jabari, Jabari, and I. Oh, it was cetera, almost Tyus Jones. It was almost Tyus Jones too, but he wore number five in college. Mm-hmm. So close. 
But uh, yeah, I I was gonna do that, but I couldn't find any. So I was like, fuck it, I like Kyrie Irving a lot. <laughs> so yes, I'm those are the two you don't jerseys. have a Pat McAfee jersey. I know, not until I've been waiting to get one, and mm-hmm. now I finally got one. Uh, obviously, it's on the way. I don't have it yet, but right. yeah, Cameron got that within five minutes. Um, Dustin just got that pretty quickly. I think Josh got it. Josh got McAfee, didn't get Kyrie because he's not a big basketball dude. Um, someone else messaged me. I can't remember. But, yeah, I just thought that was fun. I noticed so many similarities. When I, was, I was like, wow, neither of them are on those teams anymore. They're both number one. They're both blue. <laughs> one is even – one was college and one was the pros. Yeah, so. but <sighs> – it would have helped if you said college first. Once you said basketball, that opened up an entire Pandora's box. That's fair. <laughs> I that, See, in my mind, and Josh even said this, the football one was really easy for people. <laughs> Everyone was like, okay, retired number one blue jersey Pat McAfee. <laughs> Obviously, next. <laughs> so then I, in my head, I was like, okay, I got to make the basketball one a little harder. Uh, I, in, that, in that mindset, it makes sense. But then, okay, so expanding <clears throat> off of that, the jerseys may have not been the only thing I purchased this morning. I, when I got to work this morning, I was in a down mood. I was very down on myself for some reasons. And uh, little things at work were going wrong. Uh, it was just a bad start to the day. So what do I do to make myself feel better? Shop online. <laughs> it was a good morning, Connor. It was a great morning. Was it? I got two pairs of joggers. Okay. New pair of uh, band shoes. Okay. I got new baseball pants. Yeah. Baseball socks. Yeah. I got, obviously, the two jerseys. I thought there was something else. No, I think that's it. Probably spent a couple hundred dollars. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> but it made, me, it made me feel better. So, I'm in a better mood now. I just hit my mic. But anyway, <laughs> let's talk about some sports, shall we? Manny Machado has signed with the... <laughs> I forgot Connor doesn't like to talk about Manny. Manny Machado has signed a 10-year, $300 million contract with the San Diego Padres. <laughs> it's just really weird to see someone sign through 2028. Except I believe there is an option in the fifth year. Is it a mutual option or is it a player option? I think it's a player option. Yeah, it's a player because he has the opt-out clause. That's what it is, yeah. Which is not a bad deal for either of them, actually. That's a really good idea. I'm hoping Bryce does the same thing. Um, which we should probably keep an eye on our phone here. At literally at any minute, it could happen. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that this is not only the biggest contract in baseball, but I'm pretty sure it's one of, if not the biggest contract in professional sports. Yes, it's got it's up there. It's the biggest. I think it's I'm the most expensive. I think it's the most expensive free agent contract in all of pro sports. It might not be the most guaranteed money, but no, it's definitely the most it, expensive. I think is it's what the it most was. expensive free agent deal because everyone's like, oh, but right. the Giancarlo Stanton one. That yeah. the Giancarlo Stanton deal was an extension. You're right. Manny's yeah. was an outright free agency. Okay, deal. so little sabermetric type of thing there, but fair fair enough. I I mean. I don't even know how much to say about this. I, I mean, I kind of touched on it on Hawk Talk when we were doing our predictions there. You know, I said I kind of figured that they would get someone, whether it be Harper or Machado, and I I don't think it 
with Machado in particular, I don't think he I don't think there's much evidence to say that he is going to add that much to a team uh because of what he did in Baltimore. He didn't, you know, it's not like they were a great team every year. They were a decent team because he put up a threat, but you know, he didn't have that much help around him. Now San Diego has a lot more help than Baltimore did. Yeah. I don't think they have more young talent. They don't have a lot of help. Fair enough. Baltimore was at least in the playoffs every like for a few years with Machado because they had like legitimate help. True. The Padres just don't have the Padres just have a lot of young button talent. Which I mean they also have Hosmer. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so it's Hosmer and Machado, yeah. I have thoughts about this. And this isn't my thoughts about the White Sox side of things. Right. I went on a on a meltdown <laughs> for about an hour and a half about yes, this. It, it, I get, I have a funny feeling probably like you and probably other people are probably just like hysterically laughing about the meltdown that I had. Yes, I was. <laughs> I, I like I was like at the end of the night after I was, I was like, I guarantee you, Kyle was sitting somewhere dying his ass off because I just went nuclear. I was. I just I I would not want Manny Machado. I have had time to think. Okay. I have come down to my senses. I have gotten over the. Well, you know, I'm not even going to address the White Sox side of things. That's I'm going fine. to address the Padres side of things. They have such a young core. And, again, I'm not familiar with who the manager is uh, for the Padres. I'm not familiar with their front office uh, situation either. Um, I mean, obviously, the front office situation is a lot more willing to spend money on, like, one of our fucking owners. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, hey, Padres beat the White Sox today. <laughs> oh, they're wi- they're beating currently. What are the fucking odds of that? Shit. Okay, I made it 15 minutes. It's fine. <laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> with all that young talent, you know, with the likes of Fernando Tatis Jr., former White Sox prospect, who they traded for freaking James Shields. Wow, I that was when the White Sox front office was just full of a bunch of morons. Uh, we, I mean, not really. We are now. We're not really full of morons. We have a frugal owner. Manager is Andy Green. General manager is AJ Preller. Oh, AJ Preller's a good manager, but he's also the president <clears throat> of baseball operations. But uh. I don't. I'm f- unfamiliar with the managerial style of, of Green and everything. And I know what you're gonna say afterwards. I'm after. I know exactly what you're gonna say after I say the comment that I'm going to make. And I already have my rebuttal set in stone because of again, like I'm. I'm a little bit more familiar with the White Sox side of things than the Padres okay. things. Is that the guy? The, and the guy being Manny Machado. <clears throat> is that the guy that for at least three, four, five years, depending on uh, whenever that opt-out is on that contract? I think it's after five years. Is it after five? I'm pretty sure. Is that the guy you want to surround, like, who I believe now has one of the top, has a top four farm system in baseball with the up-and-coming middle infielders that they have in the form of Tatis and the other, and the other ones? Is that the guy? Is the guy who threw temper tantrums, quite literally threw a baseball bat, <laughs> and all of that, is that the guy you want to be around, that young core? And I know what you're thinking. I know what a lot of people are thinking. Hey, Connor, you are, you are riding the get Manny Machado in a White Sox jersey thing. 
However, Rick, uh, the manager Rick Renteria is a manager where he will, he pulled Tim Anderson and other guys for not hustling. Yes, he's like he is not. Rick Renteria is not an enabling manager. Like, he, a, like a, he's outright said we are going to play hard, yeah. whether yeah. we're losing, winning, in the playoffs, out of the playoffs, we're playing hard. I have more confidence or had more confidence in the managerial ability and this the managerial team of the White Sox to get Manny Machado to do the damn thing and make him play like he's as, as you know to earn that 300 mil than I do with the Padres. Now Buck Showalter, I think I, I definitely think Buck Showalter, he wasn't an enabler either. I definitely know I definitely believe that he got in Machado's face and everything like that because after that whole thing happened, he you know, the only time Manny Machado really acted up was when he was like, "I just want to get out of here. I'm tired of being here." But then the, but then his situation in LA but, with but, Dave Roberts, right? But then it was Dave Roberts. I feel, I feel like at that, I don't want to say he's a young coach, young not, a, not young, young as an young age, in but his young, coaching yeah, career. Yeah, young in his like I mean. in his like managerial, like MLB managerial career. That's he what he I, was yeah. like a bench coach and everything right. for years before. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. I don't necessarily think Dave Roberts is an enabler, but I think they all knew that. Uh, they all knew what was inevitable, which was he's not coming back. He's essentially a mercenary right now. Let's try to get the most out of him. Let's try to get him to come back. But that, but there is a lot of personalities on that L.A. team in general. Yes. Whereas, which they got rid of a lot. Right, and they got rid of a lot of – I mean, the biggest one <clears throat> being Puig yeah. and, and all that. You know, they had a whole, a whole lot going into that year where it was Kershaw going to resign or were they going to trade him? What are they going to do with the outfield logjam? Then the free agency. Then they're trying to figure out, okay, if Machado does stay, we still have Seager. And, they, well, yeah, and then exactly. they had the world freaking series. Y- you know, yeah. it, it, was, it was a lot. So I don't think Dave Roberts was an enabler. I just think there was just so much on his plate that I that even as good of, as good as a man manager as I think he was, I just think that at some point you're just like, he's gone. Let Manny be Manny. Let, yes. Like let him put up his numbers and then ho- get us a get us a ring and then yeah. bye bye. Go get like go get your money. I just I wouldn't want someone like Manny Machado playing with a young core if I was the manager. I, yes. I, like I, his, his his attitude in the championship series and the World Series right. were dreadful. Now don't get me wrong. Like early in his career, like uh, literally up until the last two seasons. And I've told you, like, for, for a long time, Manny Machado was my favorite baseball player. Mm-hmm. I loved him. Amazing fielder. Mm-hmm. Great at the plate. And I know all, all this stuff. Like, oh, he hasn't hit a 40-home run season. This, that, like, I didn't know there was benchmarks to numbers. You don't have to hit 40 home runs, no. hit a 360 average and all this, just to be known as an elite player. Like, Manny Machado is one of the top players in Major League Baseball. That's undeniable. And he's not, he's not putting up Mike Trout numbers because Mike Trout is literally a god amongst men. Yeah, but he is. he is still a, he is still an elite baseball player. That being said, the last couple of years, I don't know if I don't know if the situation in Baltimore did it to him. I don't know if he realized that oh hey, my contract year is coming up. I'm about, I'm about to get that money. But he acted a fool. He had he threw a temper tantrum. He let all that get to his head. Now, granted, none of that mattered because he still got his guaranteed money. Good for him. I'm all about I'm all about securing the bag, but I, I'm all about securing the bag at a certain cost. And the cost is you look like a dick doing it. And he he. That's not the guy I want around young talent. That's not the guy. Now, I I was a little bit more willing to – I know some of my uh, – one of my friends who's a big White Sox fan back at home, uh, Gabrielle. Shouts out to Gabrielle and Brent. Uh, uh, love those two. Um, she was so happy when the White Sox didn't sign Machado. She was very happy. My mom was, was, was like, oh, damn, this sucks, but damn, I don't want him. And I could see why. 
I think the reason why I was more willing to stomach it was because a I, I still had a slight soft spot right. for my child because I liked him, and b I trust Rick Renteria because I mean I, don't, I mean I don't know I don't know how familiar you are with the White Sox phrase you know Ricky's boys don't quit nope. and everything, which means you know they again it was like they would always play hard and everything. Right. I had trust in Rick Renteria that he, that he'd be like all right if you're gonna bench Tim Anderson and all these other guys. I knew that he was – I had a good feeling that he would be like, all right, Manny, you ain't going to run? Sit down. Like, earn your 300. Like, they have depth to do so. I don't know if the Padres have the ability and the depth to be like, you know what? Screw it. We're going we're, we're just, we're gonna to bench you. They're not. They paid him 300 mil, and he's about to be a box office attraction for a, for a bad team. That's my argument for Chicago. Like, I don't doubt that the manager would want to do that. Would he be able to? Yes. Would management let him, like you just said – Bench the three hundred million dollar investment and the box office draw that he would be. If he's willing to bench one of their top prospects, like Sit Moncada and Tim Anderson and all that, <clears throat> who are considered crown jewels of the organization, they let him. They let him bench if it means getting his act together in the sake of winning. <coughs> of who winning knows a very winnable division. Who knows if it would though? Machado's got his bag now. Who cares? Exactly. Who knows? You know? Who knows if it would? Right. I mean, that then that opens the door. Like, yeah, yeah like Renteria would do it, and Rick Hahn would let him do it. Yeah. But would it? But would? But would the message ring through Machado? We don't know. That's another. That's another issue that none of us can know the answer to. Right. The answer that I think most of us can know, can get a, get a good answer to is the fact that I do believe Rick Hahn and Williams and fuck Jerry Reinsdorf uh, would uh, would let Renteria do it. Why? Because they know that Renteria w- would do it. I don't know if the Padres would let them do it. I don't know if that if their management, the front office, will let the Padres do it because that is their box office attraction now. Yeah. The White Sox, if if they sit Machado, like all right, cool, we got Eloy coming up at the end of April. Mancada's Mancada's breaking out. Tim Anderson is literally becoming like like the face like the the face of the White Sox in the form of this this that grit, that determination, and everything. Bench him. They're not saying, like, bench him for a week, but he'll sit them. I think the biggest reason that, A, White Sox fans wanted Machado and well, I can why tell, they were upset. I can tell you the reason as a White Sox fan. My, I, I mean, I, I can tell you the reason, but I kind of want to hear uh, your, my your thought. My theory is just, and it comes a lot from listening to you and seeing your retweets and everything from other White Sox fans, you guys just want a big free agent. Yes and no. It almost just – it. It almost feels like you guys just want to make a move so that you can start to actually visualize the future. Because right now the future is very bleak. It's very prospect. Not necessarily. The future. The future was always. You take out the Manny Machado thing. The future was always bright because of the prospects that we came up. It took a little bit of a hit. But they're. I mean, you look. You know what I mean, though. Yeah, but it's it's it's, not like a set in stone future. But if you, you have a star but, and you start to build around that star, you, a, it's a lot more. But in clear. a way, you could say the same thing about how about about some Brewers fans and their prospects, like the the Keston Hero guy. People love him. Yeah, people love it. And, and I haven't some, felt I didn't feel good about the Brewers uh, until a year ago uh, when we got Lorenzo Cain and Christian Yelich. I mean, but even then, I mean, we still had the thing is with the White Sox, and as a White Sox fan, like in a way, yes, we want the big free agent, but it's not. But the reason why we want the free agent. I, is where I disagree. With. It's not the fact that we don't that we don't want to start visualizing the future. We already have, and our future looks good because again, you look at the temperature of the AL Central. Right. <clears throat> wow, I can't talk. Yeah. And just the magnitude and just the talent of these young kids, Jimenez, Madrigal, Kopech when he recovers from the surgery. Hell, when he played this year, when they called up, he was electric. He was pretty good. Every game that Kopech pitched, there was more people at guaranteed rate than there was all season. Mm. 
because 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 there is that electricity in India. Uh, Luis Robert. There's so many. Uh, Zebi Savala, Zach Collins. Then the list can go on. Carson Fulmer, if they finally just let him get back to being Carson Fulmer, stop dicking around with his uh, mechanics. There's so many good prospects there. So the future was already bright because there's already pieces in play in the major league level that could get us there. The Moncadas, the Abreus, right. the Andersons. I'm not, I'm not saying that the future wasn't bright because right. obviously, like you said, you have a very right. We deep were a, we were a top five farm system. You last have a year. very good farm system. I'm just saying, as a fan base, if you land a big star, no matter who it is, if you land a big star, you can your future becomes more more clear yeah it does become brighter and in a way i can i can agree with you on that but the part but i don't think that that's the overarching factor the overarching arcing factor is and this is just a lesson because i don't know how i mean i mean let, let's be real, i doubt there's any white Sox fans in tomahawk uh or any or hardly any in whitewater that much Fair i don't enough. know mm-hmm. um but the white Sox have this history where we'll get the big name but they'll be over the hill or they'll have just enough right. to get and, what we want out of I them. Mean, and then was twenty six. Right. So. We got Ken Griffey Jr. That worked out for a little bit. I mean, it worked out for that season. That was it. Yeah. James Shields. We traded Fernando Tatis Jr. for him. Top. Pro- He's our number one prospect on Padres. James Shields was trash when we got him. Yeah. We've. We've had a good idea so- in theory, but he didn't pan out. Right. And because we were too busy trying, we were too busy trying to fool ourselves, saying we're not rebuilding, we're, we're retooling. No, screw the retool. But then again, that's when we hired what's his face as as a manager, and he was Robin Ventura, and he was. The I'm worst. just saying, I think there might be a level of that. There's a there's a level there's a level of there's a level of yeah, we want the, the big free agent yeah. to, to be like, you know what? Yep, we're here. Exactly. Enough of this. But it was also comes from the fact of we've had opportunities in so many years. Because it's not like the White Sox don't have money. Right. That's the common mistake. Everyone's like, oh, they'll do the White Sox not have money. We have the money. Jerry Reinsdorf has the money. Unlike your he has the money. I mean, the, the Cubs have money, no, money. Right now, they don't have money, though. I mean, they don't have no, they don't have money. <laughs> but I mean, at this current point. All their point, money is spent. <laughs> right. But at this current point, but in general, yeah, oh, yeah. The Sox, they have the money. The thing that pisses us White Sox fans off is Jerry Reinsdorf's almost inability to want to just be like open the checkbook for those star free agents or those star players or go or chase after them, get right there to that point, and then be like, eh, we're going to find a workaround to give you the numbers that you want, but we're going to make it in our favor and everything like that. He's done that with the Bulls. He wasn't willing to full-on – he committed to getting LeBron, but he didn't full-on commit commit. And what was our backup plan? Carlos LeBron, Boozer. I don't think LeBron was ever going to Chicago. No, but there was definitely yeah, I, a lot of interest there. I know what it, you mean. It's just the fact that it just seems like just when we're right there, yeah. Ryan sort of just – he almost shortchanges the guy. And we're tired of it. We're tired of coming so close. Right. And that and it also doesn't help the fact that Cubs fans are all now coming out of the woodwork and tearing us apart like we've been this trash organization for years. Like, oh, the last one you guys won was 2005. No one even remembers you. Funny coming from a franchise that no one remembered for years. But I also think – and we'll wrap this up, but I, I, I also think, and this is not me shitting on your team at all. This is me trying to be a realist as like a sports, like analyst almost. Mm-hmm. It's, it almost seems to me like some big stars don't necessarily want to, would rather go to other teams than to the to, to the White Sox. You I know mean, what at, I mean? At this current time, yeah. Especially when you say Chicago, obviously, most baseball minds. Go to the Cubs now. Now right. they do. I mean, most. I'm for, 
most baseball minds now, yeah, they'll think you Cubs, know, but there's not. So much. like, there's that thing, you know, like if, 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 for example, football. If you if you tell me, we're if I'm a football player and you tell I'm trading you to New York, you're like, oh cool, I'm going to play for the Giants. No, you're playing for the Jets. God damn it! <laughs> like, right. You know, like I mean, nowadays, yeah. I mean, if we're talking 2005 up to, I'll at least give them to 2012. Yeah. White Sox, different story. Different story because arguably, we were, yeah. I would say it was a. I would say it's a much different story then in that time yeah. frame between 05 and. I'm just saying like that I, that probably has something. 12. That probably has something to do. It has with it something too. to do with it, yeah. Because maybe Manny didn't. Maybe you guys offered him a big deal, and Manny just didn't. Maybe want I mean, and there is know. a possi- there is that possibility. But again, I mean, you come into Chicago. I mean, the Cubs. That you come in. If you were a big star and came to came to the White Sox, you're immediately the biggest name. You're the face of the franchise without a shadow of a doubt. Now, do I think previous moves in the past might have done something to it? Yes, I do think that. I do think that that stretch between 2012. Up until uh, when Ventura got fired and Renteria got hired, so I think last season or a couple of seasons ago, I do think they did a number because we would we would fool ourselves like, oh yeah, we're gonna trade away our top prospect, top prospects or high-rated prospects or so, try to get these over-the-hill players and try to bank on this and try to get us there. We're gonna try to bank on experience. We're gonna try to mix young and old instead of full-on just committing. Now that I think the White Sox, no, now that I know that the White Sox in the last few years have just full-on committed, you know what? Let's build the talent. Enough of this. It's working because you notice when it worked we became a top prospect then you notice how it worked because we were in the running we would not have been in the running for any of these free agents before now this season is going to be crucial with these top prospects and everything and the players that we have because if we play because if we play very well if we play if we if we play very well and we look like and if we literally play like we are just that one piece away I think that's going to help us out. And the fact that makes me a little bit more encouraging is that Rick Hahn said it and, and Kenny Williams said it. Like, we're not going to stop being aggressive. The money's there. We're going to use it. The thing that is going to, that's going to scare off that makes me as a White Sox fan and other White Sox fans a little bit timid, the two other, the two other big figures in the front office are ready to do it. Is the head honcho going to do it? Because if Jerry's not willing mm-hmm. to do it, then what's the then what's the point? Because we will because if Jerry's not willing to do it, we are always going to be that team that is right there, yeah. right there in a very win- winnable division with these top prospects that can and probably will do it at some point. But if we can't, but if we can't land the free agent, not because of a choice of their own, but because the head honcho is yeah. like, eh, let's shortchange them. What are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing? I like how we started this segment with you saying I'm not going to go into the Chicago White Sox part of this. And then I'm pretty sure you named the entire 40-man roster. <laughs> Let's talk about Bryce Harper. You know what? This, Jer- Jerry made me mad, man. I just thought that was funny. Jerry just, made me mad. I just thought about that. I was like, yep. I, was like, I don't want to talk about the White Sox. I about the White Sox. I tried. <laughs> you know, I started off, I started off with, without talking about him. And then it just had, and then my mind just worked back. I'm sorry. I'm mad. I am mad. I've had a bad. I've had a bad three weeks, and the Manny thing made actually added on to my bad week. So. Oh my gosh! This morning, sources told ESPN's Buster Only that negotiations between the Philadelphia Phillies and Bryce Harper could be resolved by Tuesday. By Tuesday. By Tuesday. Okay. They are both. Both parties are currently in Las Vegas. Yeah. And as you told me, the Philadelphia, uh, the Phil- the Phillies, don't plan on leaving without a deal done. 
And they, I, they want to get a deal done. I also find it funny that John Heyman's like, oh, the White Sox aren't going to give him the money, but they're staying in touch. Just like, it's like, I, was like, I was like, Heyman, stop. We're out of the race. Like, stop it. Like, stop trying to pander to right. our emotions. Right. <laughs> Enough. But it's a, I, at this point, I want to say it's inevitable. Yeah. I want to say, I don't even know why we're even really. Pretty sure I've it, been saying this since October. You, you've said it since, <laughs> since the World Series ended. You're like, Harper's going to Philly. Yeah. And yeah, it's. If they don't get a deal done, then wow, right? Then at, at that point, Pandora's box is open. Then I'll then I'll start to be like, okay, maybe we everyone can. in in the Phillies organization should retire, go home. And they'll you're know bad how, at your job, and they'll <laughs> know how we feel about Manny. <laughs> um, like, but yeah, yeah. This this is almost this is in. Am I right, Zach? I don't know, but no, here it is. Uh, this is inevitable. Yeah, this is inevitable. Like if if I wake up, like if I wake up tomorrow morning, even. Since this podcast is going to be put out later today on the Sunday, if I wake up tomorrow morning and it's just like, "Yep, uh, breaking news: Bryce Harper's home to Phillies," I'm like, "All right, cool. Finally, we know what jersey he's wearing on the cover of MLB Nineteen, the show. Let's move on." I'd be Spring- pissed if I was the show. Right? They're just like, "Come on, the game yeah. is <laughs> like we're For about real. to release the game. Can you pick a team, please?" Just, yeah, exactly. Oh, but yeah, it's it's. It, I think it's a done deal. Yeah. I mean, with the numbers that we're talking, obviously it's going to take a long time because there's logistical things that are going to have that are going to have to be mm-hmm. talked about here. Because we know it's going to rival, if not surpass, Manny's contract. So there's so the reason why it's taking so long is because logistical things here. It's it's going to happen. I don't even really care at this point. I'm just ready for I'm just ready for him to sign so yeah. I can get back to paying attention to spring training in general. Now, we'll talk about this more when we do predictions, but I'm convinced that a Bryce Harper signing makes the Phillies a legit team especially even in even in their division that they're in I think they'll finish second in the division if they land Bryce Harper behind Atlanta behind Atlanta it'll be a close one it's going to be close between, I don't think Washington's up it's going to be close between Atlanta Philly if they land Harper mm-hmm. and still Washington because of that rotation You're right I think I would almost give Philly second over Washington. Oh, Philly. Unless Washington re-signs Harper. Philly, Philly's going to be second yeah. if they sign Harper. Because I really, really like that JT Romulo trade. Yeah. I like him a lot. The, he's he's going to be good for them. Philly with Bryce Harper contends for, if if not the division, the wild card for sure. Yeah. And if I, for whatever yeah. reason talks fall through and, he, and he's not going to Philly, and then it's completely up in the air where Harper goes, then at that point I don't even know. Honestly, at, at that point, I don't know where he goes. Does he does he go to San Diego? Does he go back to Washington? Go does to he go, Mariners, does he go to Seattle? You know? Does he go to Chicago? You're right. Who knows? Who? Because at that at this point, it just seems so inevitable. I can't see him in another jersey. It's super weird, right? And that's coming from somebody for the last for the most for the last few months has like visualized Bryce Harper in a, in a Sox jersey in a way through mental images and through Photoshop, of course. But at this point, it's if he doesn't sign. I'm just like, I don't even know anymore. Like, I don't. It's just, it's too inevitable. It's reaching the point now I'm just like, for God's sake, just sign. Just sign. Get it over with. I, I, it's not even making media circus out of this. We know what's going to happen. Just report. Sign the damn contract. Just do it. Like, honestly. Like, let's Nike it. Let's go. Like, let, let's go. <laughs> yeah, I agree. All right. We'll talk about that when it actually happens. As we've been saying all off season. Oh my gosh, this offseason <sighs> has been trash. Thanks to those two. Man, uh, NBA formally proposes changing the draft age to eighteen. Hey man, you heard Adam Silver. He wanted to do this. That was one of the first things he said he wanted to do when he True. became commish. 
I love that Zion Williamson is a freshman in college, blew not out, even in the league yet. Almost blew out his knee. He is not in the NBA yet, and he is already changing rules. Okay. You can't tell me that this was not a knee-jerk reaction literally to the knee-jerk reaction that Zion had. (laughs) I'm not saying that it's not a knee-jerk reaction. Because it literally happened the next day. Because it is. (laughs) However, this was a a rule that has been talked in the last few years. I think this This, – Adam Silver – I'm sure Adam Silver had a smile on his face when he saw this happen because he thought to himself, I can use this as leverage. Yeah. I mean, because, again, he's been saying this for the last three, four years. Mm-hmm. He's wanted to do this deal. He's wanted to change this rule for a while. So it's not a shock. Every Like, we were talking about this before last season. Before the season even began, we were, talk- uh, we were talking about it. We've been talking about it for a while. The fact that the Zion thing happened was literally just like, oh, damn, yeah, we need to make this rule now. Like, now, now. Yeah. So I wouldn't necessarily say it was so much the Zion Williams rule. So because it's a rule that has been in talks of being changed for the last half decade. But it can However, be However, Zion Williams became the ultimate catalyst to get this rule it can changed be the, if it does change. He he will be the face of this rule if He it will goes be through. the face of the rule. Yeah. So by that by his knee injury alone, it becomes the Zion the Zion Williams rule. But this has been a rule they've been talking about wanting right. to change for the last half decade. And I like this rule um as much I okay. Here's the thing. I like this rule, and I almost want if if players go to college, I don't want it to just be for one year, because mm-hmm. then you're just going, you're taking your generals, yeah, and that's it. And if you plan on leaving, and you plan, you know, you're going to be in the draft, even second round, then you're taking blow off classes. It's not like you're taking actual classes that you care about and you want to learn stuff about, because you're just mm-hmm. taking easy classes so you can get good grades and play it, right? So, like, what? there's no point. There's literally no point in going then. If you're, if you're going to go to college, stay for two years. Start learning about something mm-hmm. at least two years. And, mm-hmm. like, build the base of your career so that if you do get hurt in the NBA, you can go finish a, career, or a degree somewhere, you know? And, or I'd say stay the four years unless you're someone like Zion who can play uh, straight out of high school, Some you know? I don't know. I think there's a lot of different things that can go into this rule. But I, the college education, I think, is undermined in this whole thing. But I think the only reason that it was 19 was because the NCAA wanted players like Zion in, in, in Division One basketball mm-hmm. so that they could make money in March Madness. The NCAA, they're money-hungry pigs. Yeah, because, the, I mean, they're getting all of it. <laughs> like, like legitimate, like they I should at least be. I, I mean, they're changing the rules, so I guess it's less less likely now. But there should at least be some sort of NCAA perf, or per, NCAA athlete insurance, where they get another year worth of scholarship or something like that if they get injured and they can't play basketball. Right. You know, like I. I don't know, cause, you know, if someone if something like that happens, let's say a guy who isn't necessarily looking at the NBA, but he's playing in college basketball and he gets hurt, he most likely loses his scholarship and he probably has to drop out of that school, and that just ruins his entire future because he happened to have a freak accident in basketball. It's just it's so shitty, and you know I I so I like this change, 
I think it's going to be interesting because I think there's going to be a lot of players coming out of high school that aren't ready for the NBA, and yeah. we're going to get a lot more busts in the draft than we used to. Well, that's why the G, uh, yeah, that's why the G League has that rule now, where you can forego uh, college and right. and go in for I think whatever that salary is. Right. So I so I would assume that there's going to be something there where anyone who doesn't get drafted and they declare they can either just go to college or yeah. just declare for the G League draft. But I think people should just lose, listen to Luca. Go play across seas. Why not? Better competition. I mean, you Emmanuel Mudiay did it. Yeah. Prepare like yourself he, better he, for he the NBA. He dipped after high school and went overseas. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. Uh, it be, like I said, better competition. You're getting paid. But how many of those players – but, again, it's the same players who – it's the but, same argument that you mentioned about uh, a lot, a lot more potential busts. Some of these players can go overseas and plays, but how? I mean, they really realistically could. But how many of them would be good enough to come? If they, if they're, if they won't get drafted in the NBA and not get drafted in the G League, would they be competitive and good enough to play overseas? I think there's enough evidence over the past five years, probably more than that, linking back to Giannis. I think there's enough evidence that says. Like, if these players are top of their class overseas, mm -hmm. they're going to compete. I mean, look at Luka. He looks like a seasoned vet. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, even – I mean, when, when the Nuggets drafted Moody after mm -hmm. he dipped. Yeah, they – like, after one, exactly. after one year of uh, international ball, they I think he I think he was a lotto pick. Mm -hmm. And Giannis came over. He wasn't the player that he is, but he had the work ethic. He was right. a professional. He had the potential. Exactly. He had the potential. Like, but they, like dra they drafted. I'm saying the, the pick he, was a pick based off right. potential, and it, it's obviously he paying had off. That, he had that professional yep. mindset yep. and the attitude. And the fundamentals. And they teach fundamentals a lot better overseas than they I mean, do here. fucking Dirk. Dirk. <laughs> yeah. Marodich, even. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So. Like, the list could go on. Yeah. This will be interesting. Switching to football. Antonio Brown. Wants to get shipped. The Steelers hope to ship him to an NFC team. They said specifically he's not going to New England. He's not going to Baltimore. Yeah, why would they trade him? Not going to well, uh, Cleveland and Cincinnati. Uh, the rest of the North and uh, New England were the four teams specifically named. So, I mean, makes 100% sense. Yeah. Competitive reasons. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I think there's a couple spots that, I, that I'm I, – I, Again, I, I, there's the people. There's the people. I don't know who I would think is like the legitimate league favorite in the NFC, but I know who the people's favorite is, and this isn't just people as in that team's fans, just NFL fans in general. I know who the people's favorite is because they're my favorite as well, and it just makes too much damn sense. And I think you know what team I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yep. And we're gonna say it together in three, two, one. Green Bay Green Packers. Green Bay Packers. Yep. Okay. Now here's the thing. I want him, but I don't want him. Go on. First of all, it depends on how much we give up. It would have to be a lot. Not necessarily. I think that's... It could be... I feel like the Steelers would demand a ransom. Maybe. Or as close to a King's ransom as they possibly can. I don't can. think it would be nearly as close as what Khalil Mack was. No. Oh, no, 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 no. It but, okay, so that's that's one thing. No, the Raiders demanded the King's ransom times 20. As long Khalil as we Mack. don't give up Aaron Rodgers, I'll be fine. <laughs> Which we wouldn't. So... As long as it's not too much draft picks and all that, all that stuff, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind having him on the team. If I just saw that the Packers traded for Antonio Brown, I would not be angry because Antonio Brown and Aaron Rodgers, plus obviously Devontae Adams on the other side, 
who is stopping that? Like, absolutely, like honestly, who is going to stop that? And then that's an easy twenty-eight points almost every game. Got A, B, Devontae. Who plays the slot? Who's that three? Geronimo. Geronimo. Yeah. If oh. We, Geronimo or Mar or Marquez Valdez Scantling or Equinemia St. Brown or, or Jake, Jake Kumaro, honestly, <laughs> or Randall Cobb if we keep him. Which he, I think he, I which think I it, don't think we would if we got Antonio Brown. No, but. but I think at this stage, if they could rework the deal, he would be the perfect slot receiver for those I two. I agree. So, like, I would absolutely love it. Of course, it would be an electric offense. I would get a jersey the day they signed him. And with a he's very, one of my favorite players with anyway. A very, very good young running back core because you know they're actually using legitimate running backs. I would absolutely love it. That offense becomes the best in the league, depending on if what's his name. The guy you just hired. Cobb? Oh, oh, uh, uh, LaFleur. LaFleur, yeah. If he can get the best out of them. Now, I kind of want to know where, though, you don't want him part comes in, though. I don't – I'd rather pay other positions. I've said it before on this podcast. Aaron Rodgers can make a paint can a good receiver in the NFL. Like, and that's no disrespect to, like, our receivers. Like, Devontae Adams is an animal. We've seen what happens when people leave. Greg Jennings is a good example. Mm -hmm. Jordy Nelson is – I mean, he di he's been doing pretty well. I mean, the but his numbers trash. Exactly. His numbers dipped, but he's still had good he's games. He's all so reliable. Yeah, he's still legitimately He's still all reliable, reliable. Yeah. He, but, you know, I mean, he's also old. But, Hence, all reliable. <laughs> but we've seen we've seen what happens when Aaron Rodgers Agreed. is out. Agreed. So <laughs> – Greg Jennings in Minnesota. <laughs> God, it was awful. Um – where else did he go? Uh, I think he like, went to Oakland. Did he go to Oakland? No. He went He went west. I swear he went west. I thought he went to, like, Miami or something. I don't know. He went somewhere. Um, Was he in Miami? Was he in Miami? I don't know. Um, that makes sense. I could visualize it. I would rather spend the money that we would potentially spend on Antonio Brown. I'd rather spend it in the secondary and defense. Yes, you do. On the defensive line. Yeah, On you the do. offensive line. As injury prone as that offensive line has begotten, yes, you do. You know, like, that's where I don't want it. Like, I would much rather go try to get a Jadeveon Clowney if he doesn't get tagged, uh, C.J. Mosley if, if for the middle, and Earl Thomas for the outside, which I think would be the perfect signing for Green Bay. Sign him to a four-year deal, he leaves with Aaron. <laughs> but you like, pay him that much money coming off that injury and everything? Yeah. You would? Yeah. It's not like a. What if you give him like a like a two year or a one year prove it deal? I wouldn't mind that. Like a two year one. Like option. if he's willing to take a prove it deal, yeah. would you? Like would you? Oh, sign absolutely. Him? Okay. One hundred percent. Me and Chad were talking about this because Chad's obviously a Seahawks fan. Yeah. So we we were discussing. I kind of want to know his thought process. On his the whole thought process thing. is someone needs to take a chance on him because people keep saying that he is injury prone. He broke his leg. Right. <laughs> that is a freak that accident. That is very much a freak accident. It's not like he's had. Four concussions in three years. But again, he's. But that's the thing I think is going to scare teams off. He's getting up there in age. Right. He's a safety who doesn't have as much boom as he used to. I mean, he, he can had, still he, he can still lay the boom, right. but he's. I mean, he's he also up. had three interceptions in two games. Right. <laughs> this year. True. But I mean, again, aging that comes and he into play. Still hits pretty hard. Even though he doesn't hit as hard, he still hits harder than most safeties. <laughs> but he's still an aging safety who now is coming off a busted leg. But I still think he has those good years in him. I would think two, three tops. I would give three at least. Three is theory is the I think max. he's I think he's that good. Three is the max and I'm that, giving and him, and I, and I like Earl Thomas, right. but I think three is the absolute max and as I'm, far as prime years he's got left. Pretty sure that's what Chad was saying too. Like Chad, Chad right? 
Chad was saying, and that is someone and, needs to take that chance. And that's assuming he comes back, you know, ready, raring to go after the leg. Right. Which so, I assume he will. Yeah, me too. So that's my thought. But yeah, but like I said, I'd rather spend different money than on Antonio Brown because I don't think we need Antonio Brown. I think Antonio Brown would make us incredibly almost impossible to stop on offense. If you guys have Antonio Brown, you guys are fighting are right back up there at tops of the division. Top of the league almost. Probably top of the NFC at the very least. Like you we we've seen what an Aaron Rodgers with a hell of a receiving core can do. We went 15 and 1. Obviously it didn't end well, but like we were great. Um, from what was it? Week 16 up until the playoffs of the next season, mm-hmm. we lost one game. Like I, it, it's it's literally a toss up. If we don't get them, okay, cool. We can spend more money somewhere else. Wait, if we do pay- get them, awesome. So what if you don't get them and there's not a whole lot of uh, money spent on those positions that you mentioned? Then I'll be a little upset, but I still I still like what I I like what Goody's doing. No, I do too. As a Bears fan, I, I mean, you know me. I love right. I love when execs pull master class exactly. moves, and I think he's been pulling a lot of great moves. <laughs> Kids replied to the to the game he said this is so obvious it hurts <laughs> what game the game the the jersey game oh <laughs> he said this is so obvious it hurts um <laughs> okay anyway what does my timer say we have seven minutes to talk about robert Kraft. <laughs> oh this whole situation is so weird let's add another list to the reasons why i don't like new england new england patriots owner robert Kraft was listed as part of a group charged with soliciting prostitution in florida on friday apparently he walked into a massage parlor and apparently there is a video which has not been released to the public okay. of him i guess i don't remember the details forgive me if i get this wrong but i believe there is a video of him receiving Sexual favors. Paying for sexual favors. From a masseuse? Yes. Like a legitimate, like, actual, yes. like, massage. Like he, like, he went into a massage parlor for a massage. Okay. Yeah. And apparently he paid for sexual activity after that. Or during so, the massage. So it wasn't, like, some underground massaging. It was just, like, it's a legitimate I mean, it's probably, like, right. It, I think it is a massage parlor, you but know, it like might be. Spa thing. It might be, like, a front for uh, an underground uh, uh, Yeah, okay. Yes. I got you. I think that's where everything is going into. Now... My favorite part of this story was Dave Portnoy going on Fox News because we know how hardcore Dave Portnoy is. Mm-hmm. He went on and was just saying, oh, he's a however old man. What is he, like 70-something? Yeah. He's an old man. He had back problems. He just went in for a back massage. Who can't? Like, everyone's just – some of these people are blowing it off. If there's actual video evidence and yeah, Patriots fans – I don't know why there are people who, who are – and it's always the Patriots fans who are blowing it off. Like – how can you how can you blow it off if they're if they're saying that there's actual video evidence of him either paying or receiving? I God, I hope I never see it. How how can you deny it? I something just dawned on me. What? Something just dawned on me. What? Um, I think it. I think it's. I think I know why. Actually, it's not even know. You want to know what I don't get about Patriots fans and why they're like, oh, they hate us because they hate us. You guys are just haters. You want to know why? And I, I'm I'm talking to any of you who might be a Patriots fan right now. So if you don't like what I'm gonna say, sorry. And I and I, you guys are probably laughing at me at being a Bears fan, but whatever. They do not care. No, they don't. They will. Some one of their players literally murdered people. 
And they're like, oh, okay, it's fine. As long as he's catching touchdowns from Terrific Tom, it's fine. They Nothing bothers them. No. Nothing bothers they them. Win. Their entire team can literally be the scum of the earth, and they don't care. And they, they excuse the inexcusable. They are literally the most pathetic human beings, the most pathetic fan base in all of the NFL, possibly in all of sports. You can't tell me. That this is a fan base that is okay with their receivers just doping up. You can't tell me it's okay with a team that has has a history of cheating. You can't tell me they have a, that they're okay with an old man with a wife and kids and lineage and money and everything you could possibly ask for taking advantage of women. You can't tell me that you're okay with one of your star tight ends literally being a uh, mentally insane and murdering people and be okay with that. Excuse all of that, all of that, and be and just, just and, and, winning. right, and you'd be like, oh well, it doesn't matter. We got a ring. It doesn't matter. No. I literally when I got into a, I literally, I don't want to say heated argument, but I got into a long conversation about my dad. Was like, I don't want a, a dude who kicked a woman. Chiefs. Oh, Kareem Hunt. Yeah, I would literally tell him like, I don't want Kareem Hunt near the Bears for at least a year. Why? Because of that. I don't. Because I love my team. But I also love being a human being a little bit more, and I kind and I have a thing you know called morality, the thing that Patriots fans don't have. And I'm not surprised Dave Portnoy is passing it off. He's Dave Portnoy, the president of Barstool Sports, and half of Barstool has zero morality. So that one I don't even care for. Says the person who listens to like two of their podcasts. Shout out, call, uh, call her. I dad. think Dave is just smart, and he knows how to get his name out into the news. He's also a very passionate fan. Genius from a PR standpoint, stupid from a human being standpoint. Which, which I is, don't think he cares about. Clearly not. <laughs> um, if the Super Bowl stunt wasn't an indication. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that whole thing was amazing. It was. But I just th- don't this get, is why I don't get Patriots fans. I, You know what I don't get? Go for it. And this, this ties into the whole Tristan Thompson story. Yeah. When you are under such a huge spotlight. Yeah. How can you try to do something like this? Under the radar. with But, like, you're going to get caught. I was going to say, in, in this day and age, you do something stupid, like that stupid, and you're that high up. I Look at Corey Graves. Yep. We'll talk about that on Wednesday because yep. that happened. Yep. Like, something's going to happen, which actually there's some interesting details about the Corey Graves story. Oh, yeah. Um, but, like, I, how can you try? I, I don't get, like, forget being under a spotlight. How can you try to cheat, first of all? How can you try to do this prostitute shit? Like, I don't get that. It's like, 2019. Exactly. It's 2019. You're going to get caught, whether you're under a microscope or not. Say, there's cameras and everything now. It's 2019. But when you're a part of the NBA or NFL, you're under, ev- like, the most, like, in-focus microscope ever. And he might be the, the third most recognizable managerial face in football exactly. behind Jerry Jones and Roger Goodell. Yeah. He's literally up there when you think of owners and, like, high rankings. Goodell, I can't, I can't think of Jerry Jones, Robert Kraft. Yeah, I can't think of them anymore. It's stupid. It's literally stupid. And the fact that Patriots fans will pass this off and are already have, and people are like laughing at me, like, "Oh, you're just a hater, Connor." Like literally on Facebook, somebody sent me a message like, "I was like, you're always sharing uh, hateful Patriots of like, like don't be mad that the Bears lost to a missed kick." This <laughs> isn't a football thing. This is a human yeah, being morality thing. And the fact that you are so, so willing to put up with it year after year after year. They have literally – I don't hate the Patriots because they're good. 
I've reached a point where I hate the Patriots because their fan base is literally the most despicable fan base in all of professional professional American I mean, sports. Boston in general. Boston, I mean, yes. But at <laughs> least at least I would like to think Boston Celtics fans have a wee bit of morality. I think in more Red Sox. Red Sox are horrible. Exactly. Uh, Red Sox fans are literally are just are no are all literally right. the same as Patriots fans. <sighs> Before you have a heart attack. Let's wrap up the show. <laughs> Please and thank you. We're running out of time. I have a timer because I have to go work on homework. Ugh. Gosh. Don't you just love that I opened up with Manny and closed with the Patriots? Just for you, buddy. <laughs> you have a smile on your face. You can't even be mad. All right. Uh, next time. Wrestling. Ron Smackdown review. We'll uh-huh. talk about news. Uh-huh. AEW confirmed matches for Double or Nothing. Uh-huh. Corey Graves. Uh, Those NXT cops that are permanent, but not permanent, but semi-permanent. But they are permanent. Know, they are permanent. They're permanent. They're yeah. They're on all three brands. All right. Oh, I'm just saying if they don't ago? if they don't have storylines tomorrow night, I'm gonna be pissed. Well, apparently DIY's face. So if that's not, if that's not proving that they have no storylines, they're just like, <sighs> look at us. We're NXT. We'll talk about it on Wednesday. Can we please? Yeah. I have feelings. Do your thing. <sighs> First round KO. Find this on Anchor and iTunes. Uh, Shouts out to Anchor and the Black Tux. Thank you for sponsoring us. You guys are rock stars. On Twitter, follow us at FRKO Podcast. Follow Kyle at OlsonTK18. Follow me at Connormore underscore seven. Links in the description. Michigan State just beat Michigan. Yeah, I saw that. Let's what was it, 77 70? Yep. I don't really like Michigan State anymore. I don't like Michigan. I have a petty reason why I don't. It has nothing to do with basketball. Fair enough. It, I just, it has nothing to do with basketball. That's fair. I just don't like Ann Arbor. I don't like that's, – right? That's Michigan. Right? Yeah, Ann yeah. Arbor. I, yeah. I just flat out don't like Michigan. No, that's fine. So I would li- rather Michigan State. That's fair. There's just like literally just, – just legitimately one human being that, just not, that makes me not like Michigan State. There's one human being that gives me a soft spot for Michigan State. Are they, are they an athlete? No. Okay. Oh, ah, ah, okay. <laughs> well, okay, well, well, think about it. Well, that's, well, that's my side too, but the opposite. Oh, okay. Until next time. We'll catch you when we shock the system since day one-ish. Sitting on the dock, and I'm a real adent. Beggar begging, please, don't make me feel this again. Things are getting eerie like the lake that's down in Michigan. Had a good year, kind of tired, we're the Michelin. At the finish line, go get the checkered flag. Take a couple more shots, that's extended mag. I don't mean to brag, you smell the scented bag. I pull up solo at the function, I'm a tennis stag. Stone cold bachelor, acid rapping chancellor. Couple years an amateur, but never had a chance for you. You see me as a challenge to manage your intuition.